welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. Our bit today is taken from Matthew 6, verse 12, which says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Army people, the old fella is shaking it a bit rough this morning through lack of sleep. Went to bed pretty late this morning. But what, what, what else is new? <laughs> and that accounts for my lateness in rising and getting down to the Lord's work. But our God is a good God, rather magnanimous, I should say. And he has forgiven me for my tardiness. Let's hope that you do the same. Remember, he forgives when we forgive. And I guess that's the topic he wants us to look at this bright, sunshiny, but cool Wednesday morning. And it's an important topic, friends. One that's very near and dear to the Lord's heart. Please note that it takes a solemn place in the prayer our Lord and Savior Jesus taught us that we call the Lord's Prayer. In it, he says, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And that comes from Matthew 6, 11 to 12. You'll notice that after giving the Father the glory and recognition he deserves, Jesus asks for daily bread. That's the provision of, sorry, that's the provision God provides for us each day. And then comes the petition of forgiveness. But it's very dependent on the forgiveness in our own lives. And Jesus goes on to point it out himself. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And that comes from Matthew 6, 14 to 15. Oh, friends, as always, Jesus states it true and clear. He doesn't mince words. If we don't forgive our earthly brothers and sisters their trespasses, neither will he forgive ours. But right now, one of the biggest problems in our world, one that's possibly causing the most anger, strife, resentment, and negative situations is the overwhelming state of unforgiveness that's dwelling in our hearts and souls. We have completely forgotten Christ's message. You must forgive if you want to be forgiven. It could, it could not get any clearer than that. But yet, how many of us supposed Christians run to God for forgiveness while still harboring lots of unforgiveness towards our neighbors in our hearts? Eh? Plenty of us, my brethren, plenty of us. And we expect God to forgive us, although we feel we have this inalienable right to seek revenge on those who have hurt us. That's indefensible in our Christian faith, friends. Remember what the Lord told the Israelites through Moses a long, long time ago? To me, 
belonged vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. And that's taken from Deuteronomy 32-35. And Brother Paul, in his missive to the church at Rome, puts it even more clearly and powerfully. Recompense or repay to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. That means have regard for good things. If it be possible, as much as lieth in or depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with the good. <laughs> and that comes from Romans 12, 17 to 21. There it is again, friends, the basic tenets of our faith. Of our faith, forgiveness with doing good, not avenging ourselves, but leaving it to God, because that's his department. But you better believe that vengeance is ripe and overflowing in today's society, with too many of us wanting to take revenge and repayment into our own hands. But my people, that only breeds anger and strife, and a tooth for a tooth, and an eye for an eye. And if we follow it logically to the end, the cycle of revenge will never end. Because once you do it to me, I will have to do it back to you. And so we will go on interminably. Just think about the overbearing feuds of the clans in Scotland and those places now. Especially that infamous one of the Hatfields and McCoys in the rough hills and valleys of Virginia and, and Kentucky. Apparently, the families were neighbors and friends who even intermarried. But when the Civil War came, they had to choose sides. And after the war, that enmity remained. And the killing, kidnapping, and other forms of violence went on for a long time. And what did it achieve? Eh? Nothing, nothing but hate and violence. You see how easy it is to move from peaceful, coexisting neighbors, even family, to vengeful hatred and violence. And we are definitely seeing too much of that in our selfish, me-first modern society. And it can never bode any good for us or our societies. That's why we have to be so mindful of forgiveness and repay evil with good, my fellow saints. Oh, before I forget, here are some interesting explanations from the scholars on the verses we quoted above. They say, verses 19, from 19 to 21, give place unto wrath. Paul quotes Deuteronomy 32, 35, 
to show that only God has the right to avenge, and he certainly will avenge. He calls a fire on his head, which come from Proverbs 25, 22. They say this may refer to a sense of shame or remorse engendered when we treat an evildoer kindly. Paul is discussing personal, not national enemies. He's not teaching pacifism. And right there, friends, we see the benefit of knowing our Bible. It allowed Paul to quote from two separate sources and make one whole. And that's the kind of Bible knowledge we all need to have so that we could use it in our time of need, which sadly is every day with the kind of antagonistic and strife-filled society in which we currently live. And you know what, friends? It will only get better when we believers in Christ Jesus start to truly live the way he expects us to live. That means like the salt of the earth and the bright shining light of a city on a hill. And we all know that. Matter finish. So for those of us who are sincerely trying to live like Christ desires, let's go home now declaring, oh yeah, I spelt it right today. I took my time, spelt every single letter properly. <laughs> so let's go home declaring our Wednesday whale, letting the whole world know of our wonderful position in Jesus. <laughs> All together now, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I am halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah, my people. Now, we must endure to the end, and then we'll discover that that future is even greater than we can ask or imagine. Much love. <laughs> and the postscript says, the quickest way to destroy a society or a relationship through unforgiveness and vengeance. And that's the gospel truth, friends. If you want to destroy any kind of relationships you have, just be unforgiving and vengeful. However, seeing that we are followers of Christ Jesus and that doesn't, it isn't a part of his portfolio, let's go out today and do the opposite now. Show forgiveness and love recompense hate and evil with good. That should be our motto today. And in Christ's name, we pray that it will be so. Amen.